There are a lot of sedans in the Spruce Circle parking lot. Toyotas, Subarus, one or two Hondas. They're mainly standard colors. Navy, slate gray, black. And they're all shiny. But Bill Freeman's car isn't shiny. It's actually kind of rusty. And it's peach colored. And it's also not a sedan. It's an 88 Mitsubishi pickup truck. So when I walked into the Spruce Circle parking lot, I saw it right away. I also saw Bill, because he was standing on top of his truck, leaning on his stove. He was holding a hammer and waving at a baby. He yells something I can't understand, because he talks in a slightly garbled way. It sounds friendly, though. The baby, looking over her mom's shoulder, doesn't react. She's probably confused. The hammer and the friendly wave give off mixed signals. Bill's truck is filled with old home appliances. A grill, an air conditioner unit, a lawn chair. The stove he tries to hand down to me, but I just let it fall on the ground. Looks heavy. Bill's gonna sell all these appliances back to the junkyard. It's what he calls junking. You drive around and pick up things people leave on the side of the road. Old things, broken things, things people don't want anymore. You drive them to the junkyard and you get paid. How much you get paid depends on the value of the metal you pick up on your way. Lead is rare, but the most valuable. Then aluminum, copper and brass. Then iron, there are two types of iron, light and heavy. And then tin. It's really cheap. Bill takes the appliances apart to separate the metals. He's been doing this for so long, 50 years, that he has a pretty good sense of which metal is which. The top of the stove is iron, the body, aluminum, the wires inside, copper. But if he's not sure, he has another method. He uses a red clip that has a tiny little magnet on its back. If it's stick. That's mean it's iron. See all that? That's iron. Metal that sticks is less valuable. Lead and aluminum don't stick. If it don't stick, it's, it's worth more. Really? It's worth more if it doesn't stick? Uh-uh. See, this stainless steel, it's not going to stick. Uh-huh. So I put that over there with to separate the metal, Bill takes the appliances he finds apart. Most of his day is spent doing this. In the morning, he'll drive around Princeton, Trenton, and surrounding towns and throw stuff left on the side of the road in the back of his truck. Once it's full, he'll come back to Spruce Circle and disassemble it. There's kind of a hypnotic way Bill does this. Nothing about him is elegant in the normal sense of the word. He's got eyes that bug out asymmetrically, a bony back that's constantly stooped, and a bottom lip that juts forward. He'll slur his words and end sentences with mutters. He'll methodically shuffle around some appliance, poking at it with a screwdriver, eyeing it from under the brim of his hat, which is black, and has an I heart Jesus written on it. Also, on the brim, says Jesus, second time, in red font. Bill works at the appliances methodically. He'll unscrew one thing, and then walks slowly around the truck, back to his tools, which he keeps behind the front seat. He'll grab a wrench and cut a wire, then walk back around the truck, slowly, 
to his tools again. Eventually, he'll decide it's ready and pull out a side of the appliance or smack it with a hammer. It usually just oh, falls stove. apart. It's a stove. Yeah, that was a stove. <laughs> it was a stove. There are three things lying behind the truck. Two AC units and a grill. The grill is lying on its side. The cooking tray was already taken out, and all that's left is the top, which is open and attached to one side of the frame. Bill is trying to unscrew it, but the screws are rusted over, pretty much buried in the side of the grill. It's making me mad. Making you mad? Yeah. Very mad. And so Bill goes over and grabs a wrench, about the size of his leg, from behind the truck seat. He walks over, slowly, methodically. What's that tool? <laughs> oh. oh, God. It's a boat. You know, like big, 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 He drops it and walks inside, slowly. He walks back out with a sledgehammer dragging behind him. Bill used to be a mechanic, and garbage man, and a cotton picker, and hand at the loading docks. That was back when he was living in South Carolina, where he spent his youth. He didn't really have a choice when he was younger. He graduated high school, but afterwards, he just he had to work, constantly. Because we had to survive. Being black in South Carolina in the 60s uh, was not easy. Bill would work 16-hour days, and he was still poor. But he got in the habit of working to survive. He needed to do it. He's 76 now. Spruce Circle is a home for the low-income elderly in Princeton. And he still works, every day except Sunday, when he watches football and goes to church. On the weekdays, he'll get up in the morning, go to church, then get in his truck, the 88 Mitsubishi, and drive around. Bill spends some 10 hours a day doing this, junking. Because once he picks up all the roadside appliances, takes them apart, he stuffs the parts back into his truck. Really high. I would be terrified to drive behind this. Because <laughs> what if something comes I'm, off? Uh, no, it's not. Show you something. Bill grabs this old tattered piece of rope out of his truck and starts tying it around the aluminum lawn chair that's balanced precariously high on top of a ridiculously high metal mound. He just loops it around things that look like they can be looped around. Then he grabs a bungee cord and hooks it onto two ends of the rope. There's no sense to it, as far as I can see but he seems pretty satisfied. We get in the truck, 
It starts surprisingly well. The stack of metal in the back is ridiculous looking. People stare as we drive past. But when we pull up to the junkyard, no one stares. Well, at least no one stares at Bill. He's here three or more times a week. The workers do stare at me, though, with my audio equipment and bright blue shirt. I stand out there. Everyone else is kind of dressed like Bill. Loose-fitting clothes, steel-toed boots. Of course, they're in uniform, too. Bright construction vests. Bill and I pull up onto a big scale. 3340, the electronic numbers read. A voice tells us to move, and we pull through, towards a huge open space with scraps of metal everywhere. There are three big machines out here. They each have big clawed hands, like in those boardwalk games where you try to pick up stuffed animals. One is methodically disassembling a giant shipping container. The open claw bends down and clamps onto it, crushing the metal and pulling it apart, chunk by chunk. It tosses these chunks next to me and Bill. Bill and I unload the scrap metal from the back of his truck. We toss it on the ground. This is all the iron that Bill collected. Iron is the cheapest metal, and it just gets weighed and tossed into the junkyard haphazardly, as a whole. People will come along later to melt it down and turn it back into something to sell. The rest of the metal that Bill collected, the aluminum, the copper, the stainless steel, is bought separately by the junkyard. When we pull back out of the open space, the scale reads 2880, 2880. We started, remember, with 3340. So that was around 500 pounds of metal that we just tossed. We go up to the counter to pay. All right, how you doing today? This is the man behind the desk. He was the one who told us to move forward on the scale. Sir. Thank you, and have, have a nice great day. night. You got it. All right. Hands bill, $35. All right. $35. That's it. For a day's yeah. worth of work. Right. Cash? Huh? It's in cash, right? Yeah, we got yeah. it. On the way back, Bill buys a sticky bun and a Coke. We drive back, this time in an empty truck. do this again the next day and the day after that but not on Sunday Sundays he goes to church there's no real beauty in the day-to-day work of junking like you won't fall in love with it once you try it you also won't get rich I mean, if you listen to Bill, he'll tell you not to do it. Don't do what I'm doing, he'll say, laughing. But there's this sort of beauty when you look at the work as a whole, which is what you can do when you reach Bill's age. You can be reflective and habitual. There's a kind of beauty in the idea of collecting things every day. Old things, broken things, things no one wants anymore. Things that were put together years and years ago. And then 
there's a beauty in taking them apart 